Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Breaking news. Ceasefire in the Middle East. After 11 bloody days, the Israelis and Hamas agree to stop attacks. When the fighting will stop and the terms of the agreement after the death of more than 200 Palestinians and a dozen Israelis. And now a humanitarian crisis in the Gaza Strip. President Biden reacts tonight. Pandemic progress. New daily cases of coronavirus are at the lowest levels in nearly a year. Tonight, the efforts by states to get people vaccinated by bringing shots to their doors. And when you might need a booster shot. Plus, the hidden consequences of the COVID crisis. The deadly cost for millions who put off medical treatment and screenings. Disturbing video. A man dies after being kicked tased and handcuffed by police. Did police try to cover up what happened? Calculated deceit. Remember that bombshell interview with Princess Diana in 1995? Well, the BBC reveals how lies and phony bake statements helped one of its journalists land the exclusive. Plus, Prince William speaks out. The interview was a major contribution to making my parents' relationship worse. Lessons from Law and Order. What an 11-year-old girl learned from the TV drama to not only escape an attempted kidnapping, but help police catch the suspect. Hurricane season forecast. Will the U.S. face another active season? And remarkable rescue. How an Eagle Scout and experienced hiker got lost for five days and survived. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with that breaking news because after more than a week of deadly airstrikes and pounding rocket attacks, Israel and Hamas have moved from the brink of war to the start of a ceasefire. Tonight, both sides say they have agreed to stop the relentless bombing that has killed more than 200 people and reduced portions of Gaza to rubble. Moments ago, President Biden said the U.S. would provide rapid humanitarian assistance and that Israelis and Palestinians equally deserve to live safely and securely. Well, the truce follows last-minute negotiations led by Egypt after days of what the White House has called quiet, intensive diplomacy. But tonight, Gaza is largely without power and water, and Israel is still reeling from 11 days in the crosshairs of an estimated 4,000 Hamas rockets. All of which is to say that tonight's truce is fragile at best. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House with more on President Biden's involvement in the agreement. But first, we want to go to CBS's Holly Williams. She's going to lead off our coverage tonight from Tel Aviv. Good evening, Holly. Nora, the Palestinian side has told CBS, CBS News tonight that the ceasefire will begin at 2 a.m. local time. That is around half an hour from now. But just in the last hour, we've had reports both of rocket fire from the Gaza Strip and Israeli airstrikes. The ceasefire couldn't come soon enough for the people of this region. In Gaza today, they again search through the rubble for survivors and buried more of their dead. There's been intense pressure to stop the fighting. Today, the White House said it's engaged more than 80 times with the Israelis, the Palestinian Authority and others in the region. And in the last 24 hours, Hamas, the Palestinian group that America regards as a terrorist organisation, signalled openness to a ceasefire. With Gaza in a humanitarian crisis, foreign journalists haven't been allowed in. The Israeli authorities saying it's too dangerous. For now, this is as close as we can get to the crossing into the Gaza Strip. It's about four miles in that direction. Over the Gaza Strip's weak internet connection, we spoke with the mayor of Gaza City. uh, Almost all services have been cut off. And there were deliberate attacks and systematic attacks. When you're raised in... Gonen Ben Yitzhak is a former Israeli intelligence officer, credited with preventing dozens of Palestinian terror attacks. I'm just a patriot. He says this was a political conflict that's backfired on Israel and helped strengthen Hamas. He blames Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, for igniting the clashes as he fights for his survival as leader. The goal is to keep his position, and I think this is why he let the situation get to the point we are in. And Holly's back with us. And Holly, is there a sense if this ceasefire will hold long term? Well, Nora, what I can tell you is that um, it looks pretty fragile. The spark for this conflict was threatened evictions and clashes in Jerusalem. And if you don't solve the underlying issue, which is two peoples uh, who both believe this is their country, one group vastly more powerful than the other, then there's a very good chance the same thing will happen all over again. Holly Williams, thank you. And let's go now to the White House. President Biden spoke just a short while ago, saying he sees a genuine opportunity for progress towards peace in the Middle East. We get more now from CBS's Ed O'Keefe. President Biden tonight welcomed the news of a Middle East ceasefire. And I send my sincere condolences to all the families, Israeli and Palestinian, who have lost loved ones, and my hope for a full recovery for the wounded. 
Until tonight, the president has said very little in public about the violence. I believe the Palestinians and Israelis equally deserve to live safely and securely and to enjoy equal measures of freedom, prosperity, and democracy. The White House is focused in recent days on what it calls quiet, intensive diplomacy behind the scenes. I believe we have a genuine opportunity to make progress, and I'm committed to working for it. Mr. Biden has spoken with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu six times since the violence began, and today with the president of Egypt, part of the administration's more than 80 calls to Mideast leaders in the past week. Also today here at the White House, the president signed legislation designed to address those anti-Asian attacks, the thousands that have occurred since the pandemic began. The law passed with overwhelming bipartisan support. It helps the Justice Department investigate hate crimes and helps states establish hotlines to report them. Nora. All right, Ed O'Keefe at the White House. Thank you. Well, tonight, nearly 40 percent of Americans are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. But we're learning more tonight about how long that protection may last and when you'll need a booster shot. CBS's Nikki Batiste has all the details. Tonight, a COVID vaccine booster could be necessary by fall for people who are already fully vaccinated. Uh, I believe in one, two months we will have enough data to speak about it with much uh, higher scientific certainty. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the vaccines are effective for at least six months, likely more, but boosters will probably be needed. It's really going to depend on following what the durability of immunity is and essentially recommending it at an appropriate time. The first dose of Pfizer's vaccine in the U.S. was administered five months ago to a critical care nurse from New York. This comes as states scramble to get the first dose into arms. We have the Moderna vaccines. In Philadelphia, where demand has slowed, the city is going to the community. I feel safe now. Today, there was a twofer on offer, a shot and a free meal. We're just not going to get back to normal unless we take care of uh, the folks who, you know, um, may be homeless or struggling um, with poverty. How are you today? In Rhode Island, nurse Angela Flynn went door to door to vaccinate the homebound. As soon as they see you with that cooler, their face lights up. She gave shots to Patrick Gallagher and his bedridden wife, Karen. It's very difficult to get her vaccinated if it weren't for this program. Gambling on getting more shots into arms in Maryland. The state launched a lottery for vaccinated residents today with a $40,000 prize. Uh, we'll continue to do this every day for 40 straight days. Here in Philadelphia, there is still an indoor mask mandate until at least June 11th. One reason is that more than half of the city's population is still unvaccinated, including about half of firefighters and police workers. Nora. All right, Nikki Batiste, thank you. Well, tonight, there's outrage over some disturbing body cam video from Louisiana. It shows the violent arrest of a man who later died after an encounter with police. And the big question tonight, were officers trying to cover up what happened? Here's CBS's Janet Shamlian. That's the voice of Ronald Green apologizing after leading Louisiana state troopers on a high-speed chase. I'm so scared. I'm scared. After he's stopped, a trooper tases him, and he's pulled from the car. The 2019 video, newly obtained by the Associated Press, shows Green beaten, kicked, You're about to get it again. and repeatedly tased by one of seven white officers on the scene. The 49-year-old was also dragged briefly 
by his shackled ankles. The AP says Green was then left face down for more than nine minutes. When you first saw this video, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was a murder. Tonight, CBS News is hearing from Green's mother, Mona Hardin, who first saw the video last fall. No one is above the law. But it seems like they continue to dance this out to where they wanted to just go away. Hardin says state police initially claimed her son died from injuries in the car crash that ended the chase, later changing the story, acknowledging there was a struggle and saying Green died en route to the hospital. Lee Merritt has filed a wrongful death suit on the family's behalf. These men not only had to do this terrible thing, they didn't have to falsify reports. The Justice Department has opened a criminal investigation and the FBI is also involved. The Louisiana State Police tells CBS News the incident is still under review. It calls the release of that video unauthorized and says it compromises the investigation. Nora. Janet Chamlian, thank you. Well, tonight, an extraordinary statement from Britain's Prince William. He's lashing out at the BBC after an investigation found that one of its journalists used phony documents in 1995 to land a bombshell interview with his mother, Princess Diana. Many believe that that interview changed the royal family forever. CBS's Roxana Saberi reports tonight from London. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. 26 years after Princess Diana shocked the royal family and the world with details about her failing marriage, her son Prince William is blasting the BBC for how reporter Martin Bashir landed the bombshell interview. It brings indescribable sadness to know that the BBC's failures contributed significantly to her fear, paranoia and isolation that I remember from those final years with her. He was responding to a 127-page report released today that found that Bashir deceived and induced Diana's brother, Earl Spencer, to arrange a meeting with the princess, eventually persuading her to do the interview. The report accuses Bashir of showing Spencer fake bank statements, suggesting that people close to his sister were being paid to spy on her. The deceitful way the interview was obtained substantially influenced what my mother said. The interview was a major contribution to making my parents' relationship worse and has since hurt countless others. Diana's explosive statements forced Queen Elizabeth to tell her and Prince Charles to divorce. Diana died two years later, fleeing from the paparazzi. Prince Harry, who was 12 at the time, said in a statement, Our mother lost her life because of this and nothing has changed. In a statement, Bashir apologized for forging bank statements, saying they had no bearing on her personal choice to take part in the interview. A handwritten note signed by Diana said she had no regrets about speaking with him. The BBC has also issued an apology for what it calls unacceptable failures and says it should have done more to get to the bottom of what happened. Nora? Roxana Saberi, thank you. And a courageous 11-year-old Florida girl is speaking out tonight about how she fought off an alleged kidnapper who was wielding a knife with nothing more than her bare hands and a little blue slime. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti has her remarkable story. 11-year-old Alyssa Bonell was waiting for the school bus when the driver of this white SUV jumped out and charged at her with a knife. What was going through my head right now was when it happened was... What is he going to do with me? What is my family going to think? But she wasn't going down without a fight. And on this morning, she was already mad. 
My baby sister was all, all up all night throwing up, and so I did not get no sleep that night, and I was freaking so mad. She was also quick thinking, throwing blue slime she was playing with at her attacker before he ran off in shock. It's a lesson she says she learned from watching Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Try to get evidence of that per other person that's trying to kidnap you, and they find your DNA and the other person's DNA. You are one brave, strong, and smart young woman, wrote the show star Mariska Hargitay. Deputies used surveillance cameras and evidence planted by the grade schooler to track down and arrest the suspect. 30-year-old Jared Paul Stangup, seen here in court, is being held on $1.5 million bail after detectives found him smeared in blue slime. Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News. Quick thinking with that blue slime. All right. As new COVID cases decline across the country, more Americans are heading back to the doctor's office. But for some, all those skipped appointments during the pandemic created serious health risks. Here, CBS's Dr. John LaPook. It's one more troubling consequence of the pandemic. Delayed medical care. Four in ten Americans put off routine or emergency visits in the first half of 2020, sometimes with devastating results. A year ago, despite having a heartbeat irregularity called atrial fibrillation, Eric Masella felt healthy. And then COVID happened. My kid was home. So, you know, kind of stress built. Doctors weren't available. So I hadn't seen a doctor for a while. What's a while? Oh, probably a year. Last fall, he developed a persistent cough and fatigue. COVID was ruled out. By January, he could no longer ignore his symptoms. His heart function was so poor, some organs started shutting down. Kidney failure, liver failure, cardiac arrest, I died. They were able to get me back, and once they did, I was on life support for the next three days. Push, 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 push. At 45, oh. with a nearly two-year-old son, Asher, he had heart failure. In the U.S., emergency room visits last spring for heart attacks and strokes decreased by about 20%. And worldwide, cardiac diagnostic testing decreased by two-thirds. Because of COVID, there's such a hesitancy and such a fear to going to the hospital. Mount Sinai cardiologist so Dr. Anu Lala helped Masella recover. The message that I would urge people to take home is do not ignore your symptoms. Take the time to check in with yourself. What do you think when you look at Asher now? What could have happened if he didn't have a father? And that still scares me, but I'm safe now. And Dr. LaPook joins us now with that important message. So, Dr. LaPook, what are some of the appointments that people really need to make sure that they keep? You know, anything to do with preventive medicine. You know, uh, Nora, a lot of us feel that we're emerging from a form of hibernation. And as we do that, it's important to reestablish connection with our primary care providers and talk about screening tests for things like heart disease and cancer. Tests like mammography and colonoscopy precipitously dropped about a year ago with the onset of the pandemic. Now, they made a comeback, but they really haven't gone back all the way. And the head of the NCI, the National Cancer Institute, has warned he's afraid that in the years to come, there's going to be an increase in excess unnecessary deaths cancer deaths because of screening tests that were missed during this past year. Wow, important, important information. I know I've made a habit to try and just get my preventative visits now. Thank you. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug, ignored a leaky faucet, pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects, but there's an easier way. 
When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Dozens of big cats were rescued today from the Oklahoma Animal Park featured in the Netflix documentary Tiger King. 68 lions, tigers, and other big cats were seized by authorities from the park's new owners, who prosecutors called unethical. The former owner, known as Joe Exotic, is now serving a 22-year sentence in a murder-for-hire plot. All right, the Atlantic hurricane season is just days away, and today forecasters predicted another busy one. With 13 to 20 named storms, 6 to 10 hurricanes, 3 to 5 of those possibly major storms, Category 3 or higher. The first storms will be named Anna, Bill, Claudette, Danny, and Elsa. And look, there's a Grace and Henry, too. Tonight, a missing hiker who survived five days on only water is recovering after being rescued from deep inside the Angeles National Forest north of L.A. 58-year-old George Null became disoriented during his hike when he hit trails destroyed in a wildfire last year. While yesterday, rescuers spotted him waving at the bottom of a canyon, and they were able to airlift him to safety. All right, an emotional reunion between two fishing captains and the woman whose life they saved when she was little. That's tomorrow when CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.